centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today we're bringing in somebody that has helped consult with Liberate on one of the brand expansions that we're doing, but she's been a regular customer of this shop, and there's just been this like energy exchange of, hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? And you could just tell that she's up to making a, a big impact on the planet. And in talking to Chris, who is our guest today, uh, you know, she's really set by making an impact-driven business that creates a ripple effect on society in a very unconscious, seamless way. And she started her own clothing line called Algorithm. And, you know, so we're, we're going to welcome Chris on, and I want I want to hear more about her clothing line, Algorithm. And then she's she started out on this journey, you know, a few years back about making the staple and impact in the energy vibration through clothes. And I think it's I think it's amazing. So Chris, welcome. Uh, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Hello. Um, nice to be here. Thanks, Christina, for inviting me in. Um, yeah, so basically I um, had an idea and it all started about how could I make an impact in my own unique way on the planet uh, by spreading love in some way. And um, that kind of just ended up formulating through a clothing line um, that I started and, and in Denver, Colorado, actually. And I started screen printing my own clothing and really um, trying to hone in on how can you make something like love that's completely intangible, tangible. And for me, that was um, really just putting the intent behind the clothing. And then also I developed a way to make tags that I put on every piece of clothing that say love on it. And um, for me, that just carries that vibration. And so that was kind of my idea and thinking of like labeling our bodies with the vibration of love. And so just kind of passing that along that way. Interesting. And so that kind of gets me into, you know, I'm sure that you're familiar. Maybe this is part of what sparked you to do that. Uh, but all of the water studies yeah. that, that are done with words and sound vibration and even just different written words and how it can literally change the molecular structure of the water molecule when it's flash frozen. Have you have you seen those? Uh, that's exactly where my thinking came from. I actually wrote a, a study about it um, in, in respect to the clothing that I was making and, you know, just thinking along the lines of that and our bodies are made of, you know, 80 whatever percent of water. So it just made sense to me that when you actually label your body, you're, it's essentially the same thing. I love that. Yeah. And it, it, it labeling your body with love. Yeah, and exactly. It, what have you found as, um, 
kind of the effects or what you've heard from people that buy your clothes and different things like that? Because, um, I mean, they're, they're very stylish and people would just say, hey, you know, I, I like that. I want to wear it. But they might not even understand why they're mm-hmm. buying or, you know, that there's that hidden meaning behind it. They might be just grabbing it for the style. And then some people are getting behind the message and the purpose, too. So you kind of have these two different uh, linear paths of customer base, right? Yes, you know? yes. And so... Where have you found the impact and how have you found the impact, Dean? Um, Well, touching on both of those ways of um, capturing business was important to me because the people that are unaware of it, you know, they may even be receiving in some way um, a a knowingness that is, you know, whatever coming up within them. And maybe they're going to like end up seeking, you know, going down that path more, trying to find and um, discover something because of that energy or whatever. And so um, it's important to me that the clothing does capture people that aren't aware of what it's doing in order to maybe spark something within them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also uh, when I was out in Denver, um, the, the following of people grew so loyal and we had such an amazing following of people. We, we really were able to cultivate this tight knit community and everybody that started to become involved with the brand and, um, even just seeing the brand, what we were doing, we were putting on a lot of fashion shows, throwing a lot of community gatherings and people were so excited about the brand and, um, the following just became uh, so tight knit. People were getting tattoos of the of the logo and like those statements. We were calling ourselves a love club, and it was just it uh, the the impact that it had on the community was kind of astounding to me because it was the brand became so meaningful to these people. Wow! Yeah. I love that. And there's something else that you shared with me just the other day is that, you know, your brand is unique in another set of way, too, and about taking away gender and allowing it to just be this unisex brand that everything is for everybody and kind of this higher level of consciousness. You want to share a little bit more? Yeah, I do, because I really uh, feel that gender neutrality is the way of the future. And I think that so many people are already starting to move in that direction. It's starting to be in the media. It's starting to become more mainstream, recognized and accepted. And I think it's just going to become even more uh, dominant as the years go by. And so I think it's important to really um, have, you know, a brand that that recognizes that within people. And um, we're making products that, yeah, they're unisex. They're for everybody. So, you know, we carry all the sizes. But, um, you know, there are some differences with the male and female body types. But really with clothing, you can kind of get away with either or, you know what I mean? I always shop in the men's section. And I think that's kind of what um, sparked me to even start going down that path of creating unisex was it's frustrating to um, like have to shop in the men's section all the time. And like, I just feel like it's you know, there's a, a market and there's a need for unisex clothing for people more like me or just anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And what do you find is the response, the general response to that? Are, are people st- still having a hard time getting aboard with that? Or do you feel that uh, it's overwhelming, o- overall accepted by uh, everybody? 
Yeah, I think it's overall accepted by everyone. I mean, my mom wears products. Like, I have, like, people uh, back in my spiritual community out in Denver, like, older, you know, females and males alike wearing the same thing. So it's, you know, it's been accepted around all, around all age ranges, and I think it's awesome. So cool. Yeah, and, you know, it's, like, important because in in saying that we have unisex clothing and, like, understanding that um, that is, like, the way of the future, um, we're really embracing the, uh, the, the knowing that within ourselves, um, having an equal balance of male and female energies is extremely important for, you know, the, the growth and the, the unfolding of yourself. And, you know, um, I think it's important to, to just embrace that concept that, um, males don't have to be so dominantly male. It's, it's actually beneficial to have an equal balance of female energy mm-hmm. within themselves and, and, and alike for women, like to have that equal balance of male energy within the, the woman and, you know, within the mind and the body and everything. So it's really just embracing that concept of, of balance. And now, so bracing that concept of balance and kind of taking us uh, a step forward. So this is the brand that you created three years ago, and now you're kind of rebranding yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. You Can you share a little bit about that process and why the decision to kind of rebrand and where you're at now? Yeah, definitely. So obviously uh, in life, sometimes you get thrown some curveballs, and <laughs> that's kind of what I was experiencing. It all just kind of um, happened obviously at the most perfect timing, but uh, the the brand did start off uh, with the name Dose Apparel, and uh, our logo was a heart with a drip at the bottom, and that's kind of where the name derived from, like a dose of love, like the drip coming out of the bottom of the heart. Um, and after three years and trying to get our trademarks done and all that situated, actually, um, as I was in the process of moving out here to Los Angeles, uh, I got a call from my lawyer that she notified me that the name didn't get approved, but the logo did and everything. And so we were kind of put in the situation, well, where do we fight it or do we just like accept it and have a name change? And so like just kind of sat on that for a little bit and um, let it all like come to me. And I decided that, you know, like, think we kind of outgrew that name and that concept. And um, it, at first, it was kind of like a hurdle to come across, you know, like, oh, great, we're gonna have to restructure, rebrand all these things. But really, it was a blessing that we, I ended up having to do that because I um, came out with the name Algorithm, and I love it. I think that it um, it really just embodies the concept uh, that I ha- have envisioned for the brand, which is kind of a ripple effect, um, mm-hmm. that sequence of energy passing along people, um, which is kind of where we're deriving, like, our mission through the company is to, you know, inspire and support that ripple of awakening through humanity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also it just, it, so it just fits so much perfectly. Um, I rebranded, I redid the logo, all the messaging, and I think it just has so much more of a impact and, um, a power behind it now. So great. Yeah. yeah. I, I I love both. Both names are amazing and they, they both have a very strong impact 
Mm-hmm. You know? um, I think that the algorithm is really a cool uh, segue from where you were, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And that, you know, it doesn't take away from the dose, but now that you're, you're stepping into it, you can really say, okay, well, what other things that I went through this learning curve mm-hmm. and I'm understanding and I'm really stepping into this vibration, how do I want it to even expand on a larger scale? And I think that that's what algorithm does, yeah. right? A dose is a one linear, like, hey, this is drop. a little drop mm-hmm. and an algorithm is what creates programs. It's like this, it's, it's this like the ripple a, from a, the drop. Yeah. It's like it's expansion like this, now. Yeah. yeah. A certain algorithm can do the coding for this this or that it can analyze this it can continue to expand and Mm -hmm. it it has that so you went from this little drop to this big kind of ripple yeah and and that's where you're at yeah that's really where I'm at I mean energetically the on the business level where now I'm in here in LA I'm able to really have uh, so much more capabilities for producing the products and also reaching people and I I'm so grateful where we're at right now yeah and what do you think the biggest challenge in creating a conscious driven business is um, you know, it's, it's difficult in the fashion, uh, industry. It's a very competitive and, um, you know, it's, it's important to me that we are, um, you know, doing what's in the greatest good for all. And that means really honing in on using sustainable products and being able to do that at a price point where we can offer our products um, at, you know, prices that are that are good for people and um, not, you know, trying to um, really base our brand and our strategies off of profits, but really trying to like do what's good for everybody. So it's kind of complicated when you have all of the factors um, going into each of the products and the, the process of getting it made. So, you know, a big, um, that's a big uh, thing for us to focus on right now is using sustainable products. And um, it's, it's difficult and tricky, but we're, we're definitely in, headed in the right direction. And um, it's possible, you know, so. Yeah. And what is, what, Tell us more about your your line, and you know I know, I know that there's the different tiers to it, but mm-hmm. explain like you know what are your products like and different things like that. Yeah, so um, we've really wanted to do something unique. We know there are a lot of uh, spiritual clothing companies out there and um, clothes in general, you know, um, that have that that vibration with the designs and everything, but we don't really see a lot of that in streetwear. And I, that just is particularly my favorite style. I'm always dressed in, you know, black and white and, um, a little more edgy. And I think that there's a, a, a market for it. There's a demand for it there. Um, because we, we don't see it existing yet. And in fashion and in really in any business, you know, you can create a, a business where there's a, a demand and where there's not yet, um, something existing. So we're really, uh, jumping into the streetwear market and our clothing is, Bold, you know, it's black and white. It doesn't really, you know, if someone were to see me walking down the street, they might not 
right away assume that, you know, I was really um, spiritual and like heavily focused on my practice and things like that, you know, because of the way that I'm dressed. And I think that that's awesome because I don't, I, I think that we need to start moving away from judging people on the way that they look and whatever. So I think that it really makes a statement by being like, you know what, like, we're producing these products and we look like, you know, really edgy, but we're also very conscious and we're trying to do what's in the greatest good, but we may not necessarily look like. And I think that that'll really start to like break that, like um, break the mold kind of. So you're really kind of coming in in like three different facets of producing this ripple effect of change, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, one of which is spreading that love and changing on an energetic vibration. Two, you're breaking the stereotypes and the norms on both uh, the unisex wear and as well as, you know, people that are edgy that might seem like they don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. for use of a better term. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I notice that I always get flagged every time I, I swear <laughs> on here. Uh, and, um, you know, and then on the third level is you are sourcing and making products in a sustainable way and showing that the the overconsumption of the fashion industry that has that stigma of not really caring about environment or different things like that, that you're actually saying, no, you know what, we do care. So it's like Mm -hmm. these three different ripples of making change on all of these different layers that can cause for this, this transformation. Yeah, transformation, you know, and um, I think that word's important because as we all are transforming within ourselves, obviously the, you know, the, the effect of that is outer transformation. And I think it's important for brands and companies to step up and say, we see what's happening on the planet. We see these, this energetic shift and, and having a business model based on that. And I think it's so important that um, people start to look at what they're doing in their businesses and and checking themselves and saying, is this in the greatest good for all? Because the way that I see it as people start to become more conscious um, on, the, on a mass level, it's going to be the norm. It's going to be what consumers expect. It's going to be... Um, the yeah the norm so I I really think that it's important for us to start out on that foot to begin with because when I created the brand I wasn't like oh I want to start a business and I want to like create clothing and I want people to wear it and know my name that was never the inspiration for me it was always how can I spread love how can I uh, create awareness and so in being conscious on that level, it's important to be conscious on a level of sustainability and uh, pra- practicing ethical business. Uh, so just in capturing people, all that is so important. People have this misconception that, you know, if you, that you either, you know, can make a lot of money in business or be, you know, ethical and good for the world, right? You Mm -hmm. know, and and I think that that stereotype and that stigma that that has been created is the simple kind of 
uh, dichotomy of the nonprofit versus the profit corporation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. profit corporation are these corporations out to make a lot of money, gobble things up, utilize resources, sell things, and exploit, you know, workers at some cause. You know, I'm, I'm giving an overgeneralization. I don't fully believe this in myself, but, you know, this is the, the dynamic. Yeah. And then you have the nonprofits where, you know, people have this, this, also misconception that you know they they give everything they get to serve their cause or organization that uh that they don't inherently make money and that they struggle right yeah both of which are complete false right there's plenty of nonprofit organizations that are are ridiculously thriving that utilize or that that abuse their power that have some of their CEOs or different aspects within it making tens of uh, millions of dollars a year that give less than one cent per dollar donated to the actual cause that they mm-hmm. have just to you know <laughs> humane society yeah. might be one of those among many others okay and then you have um, you have other corporations like like Patagonia that go in there and they they make massive amounts of profit. They're a B Corp for benefit corporation. And even on Black Friday, they donated every cent that they, they made to uh, giving back. Yeah. They didn't even take amazing. any profit. And, and mm-hmm. they still provide a four, four uh, I think it's a four-day work week. They give to their employees. They create this, this, this harmonious way. And they source, like, sustainable products. So... You don't have to be one or the other, right? And that companies can be, you can have a business that does good, that comes from the heart space, that you can also find it to be very lucrative Mm -hmm. and have a very nice living and have the means to you know, in the capability to make millions, even billions mm-hmm. of dollars. And and people have this, and I want to, like, really stress that I love having you on to talk about this, is that we can create successful companies. We, uh, we as a collective conscious, we as all the listeners that are out there, like, you, you don't have to cut corners. Mm-hmm. You know, more and more I see a shift in consciousness and consumerism, too, that people want more quality products, and they want to they want to have um they want to use their spending power for good yeah right and and so in that awareness and also less is more i see i see more people wanting to have less yeah right and so they will gladly even if it costs the company even it costs you uh, to create and spend a couple extra dollars using a sustainability or making sure that each shirt is imprinted with that love or whatever that case may be, mm-hmm. that few extra dollars, I think the consumer would gladly pl- pay to have a quality product. Yeah, I agree. You, you and know, I think it's only going to become more and more prevalent to people. And I think it's going to become the norm of of people wanting to buy products in that in that way and I think it's gonna get to a level where people are like no we're not gonna buy products from these other companies anymore because now there are so many more companies that are making these products available these sustainable products available and you know I've been confronted by uh, many friends of mine that are like 
oh, you're, you're making clothing. Don't you know how bad the fashion industry is for the world? Don't you know how bad the manufacturing plants are? This and that. And, and that's I'm like, exactly why you dive and in and yeah, say, that's why no, I'm joining. Because making- I want to make a stand. I want to like be, you know, like Patagonia. I want to, more companies need to come up into the scene and being like, no, it's not okay to to make products this way anymore we need to shift the way that we're thinking and producing and it is important that new new companies emerge or that even companies that are already existing shift their business practices yeah and in the more demand the more people that take that stand the more that people are forced to make that transit yep you know it's a uh just the just uh, yesterday, we were going and looking at at um, different textile patterns and and sort and looking at where we can find the different fabrics and stuff for. Chris is uh, I just barely alluded to it on that, but she's helping uh, consult uh, with the Liberate clothing line that we'll be launching. And but I was amazed that you there was a couple people that were if they got on the organic bandwagon and the sustainability bandwagon they actually had a se- section of this is their fabrics and the other people it was amusing to me that some people didn't even know what that meant yeah like, it is <laughs> you know they looked at and they tried to be like oh yes it's 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 this and i'm like no if you don't even know what it means it's yeah. definitely not yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> did yeah. you find that yeah but it i think is. that I really, in, in my heart of hearts, believe if there's more people that take the stand like you and like the clothing line that we're creating for Liberate too, um, is that if more people take that stand, those people that looked at us with the glossed over eyes and he didn't even know what eco-sustainable fabric was, mm-hmm. and that they're going to be having a big section within their booth. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're not going to survive. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the Kodak of the, of the fashion, right? You know, Kodak didn't want to didn't want to become digital and said that they were going to stand by their 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 prints and you know they became extinct yeah (laughs) because you know you need to continue to be able to reinvent yourself and also go with the new curve and allow yourself to be different otherwise you're going to fall behind and so if some of these companies i would say if we go to the same event three years from now if those companies aren't changing their model i don't think that anybody's going to be ordering their fabrics i agree yep i agree and you know there are so many um, mills and factories that are taking that stand you know and um, with the new kinds of fabrics like tensile which was one of our favorites and what I'm going to be making um, a lot of my products out of is made from recycled plastic bottles you know like that's amazing and it's so soft it's it's an amazing product it feels I'm telling you it's it's it feels like microfiber almost. Yeah, you know? like, like the, the soft feel and it's recycled plastic. Amazing. Yeah. And there's another material that we felt that was made from um, 
fishnet out of the ocean. So yeah. they go and they take the fishnet and then they they and that break it down. That's with more a, of a swimsuit type material, yoga pants material. That's what that's what the yoga pants that we make for Liberate will be made out of. But mm-hmm. it's it's recycled fishnet. And then we even came across some really cool ones. There was there was there was product made out of milk. Milk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then product made out of corn. Corn. Yeah. Uh, corn starch that was like dried and then uh, weaved into a fabric. Uh-huh. And Organic so, cotton now, like yeah, and the blends, yeah, hemp. hemp. You know, yeah. so there, there's plenty of these different materials that they actually can give the whole line of the fashion industry, I think, everything they're looking for. And we heard from somebody that was looking around that there was a new company that launched out of Europe somewhere that they make uh, the they make leather out of pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Pine techs or <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so these techs. And they just launched last year, this year or something like that. I mm-hmm. doubt it's this year, it's probably last year since we're in the beginning of the year. But you know, these types of things, you know, yeah. now we have leather out of pineapple, we have all of these different fabrics, and I'm telling you, if you feel these, and I was amazed, because I'm sitting there, and I'm a newbie, I don't know the fashion industry, Chris has guided me through it, but you know, if you feel these different fabrics, they're literally just like the clothes we're wearing and now. And maybe even better, <laughs> yeah. you know, even better. They're softer. They're amazing. And uh, with the they're, the way they're blending them, they're, they're nice. You can get different thicknesses and what, whatever. And I was even, I found um, uh, so, some buttons for a vest that I'm creating that are made out of coconuts, you know. So it's amazing. Like there's just so much, so many products out there now uh, that we can, we can really start doing this. So one of the guys was telling me, cause I was looking for some hang tags, you know, I don't want to use paper. I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he was telling me there's a company that makes, uh, hang tags that will grow a tree. You literally cut it off your shirt and you go plant it in the ground and it will grow a tree. It's like seeded somehow. So there's so many options that they're getting really creative in the things that they're making available for the sustainable products. It's really awesome. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, yeah. and, and this is the wave of the future and the mm-hmm. new beginning. And I, yep. I'm excited to see what name brand uh, clothing lines that are currently out there, how they make a transition and shift. And I'm excited to see all the new ones that make wave into the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have this planet that, you know, the current statistics of it is that the population that currently lives on the planet uses two and a half times the amount of what is sustainable. Okay, so that that means just put it in a ballpark. We need two and a half Earths to sustain the way that we live currently. Now, how long is that going to be before it runs out? Now, the interesting part about this is it wasn't until the 1980s that we actually rose above our our, uh, utilizing more and not living sustainable. Before 1980, we utilized within our means and we we lived within a, a sustainability worldwide. Okay. And America is the number one abuser of this. We, I think it's 10.4 times uh, our our sustainability level that we use. France is the second. 
and you know and I and and it's interesting because I think that you know fashion and media and entertainment are uh, the icon of change or the, the the gateway to changing and making the biggest ripple effect on the world right? I agree a 100 percent and, and yeah. you know and so here in Los Angeles and in the United States I mean we really shift that with the media capital of the world and the entertainment capital and then I, I ironically you know France is one of is the, one of the biggest fashion capitals in the United States and you know so I think if there can be a big market change within fashion and sustainability there you know that just helps and if people think about what they wear every day and the impact that it makes on the environment and does it biodegrade is it good is it is the dye and the textile runoff is it you know like is, is, it, is it harming people is it harming yeah. people is it doing that then what are they doing on the other levels, right? Yeah. And the, the clothes is a reminder of something that you're wearing every day. So then take it into, if you're being reminded and every time you touch your sweater or your shirt, then you're thinking about also the other impacts that you're making, right? Mm-hmm. And the other products that you're buying or the things that you're consuming or the even how your mood is affecting other people. Yeah, yeah, the energy you're carrying through your whole being. And it's, you know, it's so, so important. And, you know, that's why I originally had the idea of moving forward with clothing was I just saw, like, fashion, how it it's a gateway, a medium, in order to make a huge statement because people see it they want it they you know like fashion it's a lifestyle it's an identity people want to embrace that you know and and for me I was like fashion is I want to utilize it I want to expose this industry for this project you know what I mean and it just made sense because like you said fashion and entertainment and all those things are it's what people sees you know and so I think it's it's super important and it's the perfect way to like really make a change and make a statement on the shift of that's happening on this planet right now this is so good now what it where can people find your clothes um well right now since we are rebranding um we're we're going to be launching our new collection um and that will be happening or probably in june yep and um is there a website yeah well we have our website uh algorithmdesigns.com will be up and running and um we'll probably also be in liberate and then so from there we can um we'll be able to let you know what stores that we are able to get into here in los angeles awesome what what I always like people to leave people with a something of wisdom or insight or last words. And so what would you say to those that are listening? Um, you know, I think it's really important right now in this time that we're in is to uh, really look around and, and look at what's happening on our planet and understand that that's a direct uh, effect of what's happening within ourselves, our beings. And so I think it's extremely important right now that everyone really take a time to reflect what's happening within themselves. Um, if there's areas that they can do some cleanup and um, really just tune in to to yourselves. And that is where you're going to make the biggest impact for the planet is within yourselves first. So good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, thank you for listening. I hope this inspires you that 
and in a, in a small or large way, you can really make a difference and start to create things the way that you want to create them from your heart and, and do things that are good for all, you know? Yeah, yeah, and for all. Whether, whether you're an entrepreneur and starting your own business or whether it's just in your daily life and you're making decisions of how does this impact everybody around me, not just myself. Yeah. And, you know, so here's to that new conscious thinking. And if, it, if you love this episode, enjoyed it in any way, please leave feedback. It really helps other people find us. The more reviews that we have, we show up a little bit better in uh, iTunes. And so... We would love your feedback. Thank you so much and join us next time.